0: I don't care if it was my fault or not, we never lay hands on somebody like that.
1: This is Changed, the podcast about life's unexpected events and how we deal with them.
0: See if I can. I'm trying to not cut my head down too low.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can see, my hair got really long. Wow! It, yeah, it's amazing. It is. <laughs> That's awesome. That ha- that must have been growing for quite some time now. Um, over a year. But you cut it really short at one point, didn't you? I shaved it. Yeah. I was completely bald right before the
0: brain surgery.
1: Right. Yes, of course. I. Really, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Were you sad about your hair?
0: No, I was happy to. I'm the one that shaved it. The nurses said that I didn't need to shave at all, that they were just going to shave the spot where they did the surgery. And I was like, no, nah, I want a full bald head. I enjoyed it. I felt
1: very Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, huh. So I left 10 years ago, and you were married, and Damien was, how old was he, six?
0: Uh, I think he was closer to eight. He's 16 now. He's almost 17.
1: Okay. And um, you were living in Rio Linda? Yeah. And I think think you were working as a nurse, right?
0: A medical assistant, and then they gave me a different job that was, uh, it was such a long title, I don't even remember what it was called. (laughs) But I enjoyed having my own office.
1: So tell me, what was the first change?
0: Um, That would have to be Robert knocking my teeth out. He knocked out five of my teeth.
1: When did that happen?
0: We still lived at the apartments that you w- went to. And I think it was probably about a year after you left. I suspected that he was cheating on me. And I confronted him and... It escalated and uh, I slapped him in the face uh, for doing that because he had done that quite a few times in the past. And when I slapped him, he punched me in the face and I had to play dead because I knew he, he was still angry and I didn't want him to kill me. So I called the police and they arrested him, took me to the hospital And they let him out the next day and dropped all the charges. Did he come home? Yeah, he walked all the way home. It was like 20 miles. I don't don't remember exactly what I said, but I told him that we needed to move because the girl was in the apartment complex. So originally, I tried to get away from him and leave him. But he manipulated me in such a way to where I felt like I needed to stay with him. That's why I've stayed with him for so long. I moved over to a house in Rio Linda And it ended up bad again. And I ended up calling, uh, it's called Weave. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's called uh, Women Escaping a Violent Environment. And they housed me and Damien with a bunch of other women that were abuse victims. And I tried to get away from him. And he, I'm not blaming it all on him, but a lot of it was his fault. Um, He manipulated me yet again to come back. And so I left uh, Weave and ended up back with him.
1: When you say he manipulated you, how did he do that? Well, the most
0: common thing that he would do is he would make it seem like he needed me and that he was a mess without me and he couldn't survive and all that kind of crap. And he made me feel really guilty. And then when I came back, the abuse would begin again. And then I'd try to leave and then he'd manipulate me again. And it was just, it was the vicious circle of abuse.
1: How, how long had this been going on before you went to live at Weave?
0: Um, Probably about eight years. Yeah, and I, I learned a lot about abuse while I was at Weave because they educated us. And they said that it takes about six to seven times trying to escape before a woman actually escapes a violent relationship, if they ever do and aren't killed by it.
1: How did I not know any of this when I was hanging out with you guys? Was I so in my own head or what? We hid it
0: well. We hid a lot of what was going on well, and it did you were there during a good time in our life. Um, we were we were making ends meet. We were paying the bills. Um, Our
1: son was doing well. Um, And you were doing very well mentally. Yes. And I would,
0: and I had a good job and that was a huge part of it. I don't know. It sometimes when we would argue, I'd say I want a divorce and I'm serious. And I was, and sometimes it was like, we were best friends. We knew each other more than anybody else. Our faults, uh, the good things about us, all of that. But at the same time, I should have left him a long time ago.
1: Well, should have is always so easy to say in retrospect, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: it's very difficult to leave, especially if you're married. I'm getting a divorce right now, and the paperwork is so confusing to me. It's all lawyer jargon, and... I've gone to four classes to try and figure out how to do it. And finally, I went to one class where a lawyer was instructing it and he walked me through all the steps. and so I got the first um, first half of getting divorced set up and he was served the paperwork. And now I'm supposed to follow up with it, but I, I'm st- stuck again with the confusing paperwork.
1: So you left, you went back. What happened then? When did you get sick? Um, I was 29.
0: And I had just lost my job. It just it mentally put me in like a stressful moment in my life. And I think that that was part of why I had a stroke. Um, Right before like, probably February or January that year. They found the tumor in my head It was non-cancerous. Uh, and just one day, I we were out to eat, and I started having a weird feeling in my head. And I got up, told Robert I felt weird, and collapsed. I thought I was going to die, and I was ready for it.
1: Why were you ready to die, Mandy? Because I've had a
0: very rocky life it's it's been really bad at times and really good at other times it started going really bad when i was probably about 13 and that was mostly because of the bipolar it's been very difficult to live with that because the true me is not crazy but then there's just where the chemicals start out unbal- unbalancing and now I hear voices. Yeah. Yeah, after the brain surgery, I started hearing voices.
1: and All the time or just sometimes? Uh, usually
0: all the time. Sometimes it takes a break, but not, not very often.
1: Are you hearing voices right now?
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's an echo of my own thoughts. But other times it's a man's voice.
1: And what are they saying to you?
0: Sometimes they tell me uh, what direction to go in my life as far as simple things like you need to go do the dishes now. You're kind of lazy right now. You need to, but like right now, that's what it needs to be done. I've been totally avoiding that. <laughs> but I, it's like a conversation. Like I talk with my mental voice, like everybody, the one that everybody has, and they communicate with me, and sometimes. I don't want I don't want to sound crazier, but sometimes I I I find proof that the voice that I hear is a real voice.
1: But do you think these these voices are ghosts then?
0: Sometimes I do, and other times I think that they're just bad entities, and then other times I just think it's my own conscious um, looping in a circle. And it's something that I've heard a lot and it's just repeating itself. And I think that maybe the brain surgery has a part to do with that because I have clips in my head and um, I think that it interferes with the conduction of electricity in my
1: brain. Did you talk to your doctor about these voices?
0: Yeah, that's why they put me on the meds that I'm on Um, and it helps a lot. The negative voices are there less often. And I have more control over the voices that I hear. I'll tell them that they need to go. Or I ask questions about them. I ask um, how they're doing or why they're there. And I don't know. Sometimes the voices just disappear like they're done talking to me.
1: Do you talk to your family or your friends about that? Sometimes, but it
0: scares them.
1: What do they say?
0: Um, It's a lot more like what don't they say. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They try to be compassionate about what they hear, but then I see the worry in their eyes that like, oh man, you're really disturbed. And I am. And, but the thing is, is the side of me that isn't crazy um, understands that. And, Mm I feel as compassionate to myself as they do, but I try not to feel sorry for myself.
1: When did you get to go home?
0: Uh, Two weeks later. I went to a lot of physical therapy. I had to walk with a cane. I had to learn how to walk first. Seriously? Yeah. I forgot everything. I forgot how to read. Uh, Talking was difficult. They had to blend up my food in a blender because they were concerned that I would choke on it because I couldn't use the muscles correctly. Um, I started off in a wheelchair and just went on from there. I had to even learn how to ride a new bike, uh, bike again and drive again and all that. It took uh, about four years to get where I'm at now.
1: How did you manage with the medical bill?
0: Um, Well, I was on disability for a little while, Mm -hmm. and then I applied for um, social security disability, and they approved me the first visit because uh, of the bipolar and the surgery combination. And that was good because I thought I was going to have to get a lawyer. So I've been on it ever since, but it's been very difficult to survive on it since Robert is gone, Every month, it is very difficult. Uh, I have to go to a food pantry every Wednesday so that both me and my son can eat. Um, I pawned all of my jewelry, my, my dowry that my mom left me before, after she died. And I'm trying to figure out what to do this month. Uh, my car is falling apart. I'm trying to look for a job now, even though I'm on disability. And I'm concerned that I'm going to lose that job when I have one. So I'm, I'm afraid of getting a job. But I need one.
1: How much money do you get from the state? Um, Well, I get money for Damien as well.
0: Uh, It's a total of uh, probably about $20 less than 1600. So it's probably about 1580. It's not enough to live.
1: It just the bills. Yeah. How is Damien doing with with this?
0: He's bottling up a lot of it. He wants to be strong and he says he doesn't miss Robert, but I think he does. Because when, when he was with us, he was with Damien all the time. They would do a lot of things together. Robert would go to his football games and his practice and cheer him on. And they play video games together, talk about cars. it's just he's not there anymore and it feels like he's died. Where is Robert he's um he's in prison he's in prison in Tracy. They just transferred him after his um sentencing and that was when uh, that was when I last saw him. He looked very different to me.
1: Why is Robert in jail, Mandy?
0: Well, he should have been in jail a long time ago for abusing me and Damien. but I ended up visiting my dad last summer um, at the request of my best friend Heather. It was a, it was because she was setting up his arrest uh, and she didn't want me and Damien to be there because he had a gun. And he does have it in him to use it. Um, And the reason is uh, her youngest daughter, which was eight at the time, went to her older sister, which was about, I think she was 11 or 12. And she said, Robert touched me when he was babysitting. And uh, the reason why the older sister even said anything was because he did the same thing to her. And apparently he did the same thing to the middle child, so all three of them. Yeah, that's why he's in jail. They dropped a few charges. He got a total of five-year sentence. He's already served one as of the 15th this month. And yeah, he was a very... He made Damien feel safe but at the same time he wasn't safe from him he was safe from other people just me as well i felt that robert protected me except from himself i don't know it just it was unreal
1: what <clears throat> how did damien react when when he found out why his dad had been arrested
0: He denied it. He said he didn't do that. And the more that he learned what was going on, the more he came into realization. I think it took about a total of three months before Damien actually accepted it.
1: That must have been so horrible for both of you.
0: Yeah, it was. It still is. Um in January I attempted suicide. Um I ended up going to the mental hospital. I wanted to die cuz I I just couldn't handle it. I've been with him half of my life and now he's gone. It's like he's dead.
1: How long were you in the mental hospital? I think it was about
0: 2 weeks. And then I was out for about two weeks and then I went back and then I was out and then I went back. And I got out at the last time in April of this year.
1: What was it like there?
0: Well, I make friends every time I go. It's it's very strange because everybody's in their own little world there. And it almost seems like we're all suffering from the same thing, but they're just treating it with different drugs.
1: How do you deal? How do you deal with all of this?
0: Well, at first I was self-medicating, but I noticed that it was just putting me right back in the hospital. So I don't do that anymore. Uh, I try to keep myself busy, do a lot of art, I lost a lot of my talents in art, though, and trying to be a better mother. As After the brain surgery, I just wasn't a good mother anymore, and I lost a lot of that. So I try to get that back, and if you ask Damien, I'm still not a good mother, even though I try to put him first. I don't think he's forgiven me for my psychosis.
1: Do you, do you also have some moments of happiness when you do something that you enjoy? or.
0: I try to be as positive as I can. Um, some days are worse than others. Uh, some days I cry. And some days, uh, especially when I'm getting along with Damien, I'll smile and I'll laugh. And I'll be in a happy point.
1: Are you scared of um, the time when Robert gets released from jail?
0: I have a restraining order, but it has to be renewed by the time he's coming out. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, because I'd like for us to be friends. Since he is the father of my child, I'm very forgiving. But at the same time, I'm definitely getting a divorce. There's no way I want to live with him ever again.
1: Do you think he deserves your forgiveness? No. Are you okay with me um, broadcasting this interview?
0: I trust you. And I can't say that about a lot of people.
1: <laughs> Is there anything that you wouldn't want me to use?
0: Uh, no, I don't, it doesn't really bother me because I live with it every day. And sometimes I would like for it to go, um, for other people to hear what I've been through. I actually wrote a book. It's, you remember that the papers that I gave to you to, um, edit Mm -hmm. a long time ago? Well, it's, it's part of that. I'm using part of those poems And I wrote a lot more and um, in a better place in my life. And I'm very proud of it.
1: Do you still have hope? Always. What are you hoping for? Being happy.
0: Having love. I'm still waiting for my first love to come back. (laughs) I talked to him shortly. And I really missed him. It's been almost 20 years since I've seen him. And every single day I've thought of him. I don't know that he's coming back or not, but there's nothing anybody can do to stop me from loving him.
1: A few hours after we finished talking, Mandy sent me the following message on Facebook. I thought of one of the questions you asked me. You asked if I thought Robert deserves me forgiving him, and I said no. But part of me wants to say yes, because everyone makes mistakes. Even though he made multiple mistakes, I feel that whatever illness he has deserves forgiveness, because I am ill, I know what that's like. I blame that for mistakes being made, and I think that might be what caused it. And I think that a lot of that has to do with his childhood. So the answer to that is yes, he does deserve forgiveness. Just wanted to clarify that to you. Mandy has recently found a new job. She takes a photo booth to events and photographs the guests. She says it's fun and that it helps her to get used to being around people again. I asked Mandy if I could upload one of her poems to the website. You can read it on www.changedpod.com. This podcast is produced by me, Julia Zipfel. Our theme music is The Light by Ashwan. Thank you for listening and I hope you will tune in again next week.